Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. What is praying in, 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 in tongues? Well, simply put, when we pray in our heavenly prayer language, uh, what happens is it's 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 not your uh, you're praying, but it's it's the born again part of you that's praying. Remember, guys, what you are is is spirit, soul, and body. Remember, man is a spirit. Man possesses a soul. Man lives in a physical body. And so, what happens when you pray in your heavenly language? It is really your spirit that is praying. And 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 someone says, well, what's what's the big deal about that? Well, you see, your 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 soul, your soulish realm, your your mind, your will, and your emotions uh, will always be limited. You see, and so if all you do is pray with your understanding, if all you do is pray. Uh, really with your soul, well, then then your prayers are still powerful, don't get me wrong, uh, but there's an added uh, benefit that comes when you pray in the Holy Spirit, because when it's your born-again, the born-again part of you that's praying, I want you to understand, and we'll look at this tonight, the Bible says you are praying the perfect will of God. You see, and so you pray about things you don't know about, but you're praying the perfect will of God. Uh, and so praying in tongues is extremely powerful. And, and that's the reason, guys, why Satan is attacking this so much, why he's trying so hard uh, to get Christians to not believe in this, uh, is because it's tremendously powerful. And I'm going to show you that tonight. Amen. Well, praise God. Uh, so let's get started here uh, in First uh, Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14, uh, just to lay the foundation and we'll get into this. Now, verse 14, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. Uh, verse 14 says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, watch this now, guys, my spirit prayeth but my understanding is unfruitful. And so he's saying, when I pray in an unknown tongue, when I pray in my heavenly prayer language, it is the spirit part of me that is praying. He says, my understanding, the mind is unfruitful. And so you're praying about things you don't know about. And I look at verse 15. He says, what is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Praise God. And so in other words, what he's saying is, and I want you to understand this, guys, uh, that praying in the Holy Spirit is by no means a replacement for your regular prayer in, in, your, in your regular language. Uh, what he's saying is, I'll, I'll pray in the Spirit, I'll pray with my understanding. And so he's saying there's a time for both. There's a time for praying in the Spirit. There's a time for praying with the understanding. Uh, you praying with the understanding is, is you, as I said, praying in, in your regular language, English or whatever language that might be if you're watching from somewhere else in the world. And so there is a place uh, for for both. And uh, uh, what I want like, to head real quick over to First Corinthians 617. Uh, thank you, Lord, because I want you to see this again. I want you to see just why it's so important for you to be praying out of your born again spirit, because I want you to understand uh, that your born again spirit, glory to God, is is already perfect. You see, it's kind of interesting, guys. This life as as Christians is is really all about uh, living in the correct balance. Uh, there's there's a lot of people who will emphasize and 
we certainly do, uh, that the only way we can do anything is, is really through God, is through depending on God. Uh, you even coming to the Lord is you realizing that you, that you need a Savior. Amen. How many of you know you need Jesus, right? Uh, and so it's really a, a coming to an end of ourselves. But you see, what a lot of people don't realize is that once you're born again, of course, your life is still about depending on Him. But I want you to understand that there is a part of you, there's a born again part of you that has already been made perfect. And that's your spirit. Look at this here. 1 Corinthians uh, 6.17 says this. He says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Now, he that is joined unto the Lord is every person that's born again. And so what he's saying is that the moment you're born again, uh, you have become one spirit with the Lord. That word one is the Greek word hes. That means one to the exclusion of another. And so track with me, guys. I want you to understand this. If you've never heard this before, this may be radical, but, but I want you to get this. I want you to understand, ah, glory be to God. And this is why it's so important that we understand that as Christians, we're not just sinners saved by grace. You see, you want to understand that if you're born again, you were a sinner. But once you got into Christ, you got born again. The Bible now calls you a saint. Well, guys, how can this be? Well, it is because there is a part of you that's the born-again part of you that has already been made perfect. That's the part of you that has been joined unto the Lord. That is your born-again spirit. And so you being one spirit with the Lord, catch this now, guys, that means that there's a, there's a part of you, glory be to God, and that part is, is, is it's not your soul. And so it, it has nothing to do with how you feel in your emotions. It has nothing to do with what's going on in your body. Uh, in this physical realm, uh, there's a part of you that has been joined unto the Lord, and, and, and that part of you has been made perfect in Christ because that part of you is one spirit with the Lord. And so in your born-again spirit, I want you to understand you are completely one with the Holy Spirit. And you see, this is why what's true about Jesus has become true about you in your spirit. You see, God cannot lie, guys. And so God can only call you righteous. God can see you as righteous because there's a part of you that is already righteous. That's your spirit, your perfect recreated spirit. Are you tracking with me? And so this is why praying in tongues is so powerful. When you pray out of your born again spirit, what happens is it's the perfect, the perfected part of you that's praying. You see, in my flesh, I'm limited. You see, in, in, in my flesh, we're all, we're all limited. Uh, we, we, we know in part, and we looked at this last week, we, we don't have all the information. Uh, we have limitations. We have fleshly weaknesses. Yet in, in our spirit, the Bible says in 1 John 2, uh, verse 20, that we have an unction from the Holy One, and we know all things. And so I submit to you, you don't know all things in your in your natural mind, amen, and, and you don't know all things in the flesh, but your spirit knows all things. And so now, catch this. The part of you that knows all things, the part of you that is one spirit with the Lord, is praying the perfect will of God. And so you can see that this is very powerful. Amen. Glory be to God. If you understand that, say amen. We want to uh, be going a little bit deeper here tonight, guys. I, I, I really think uh, it's, it's really time 
for us to just be willing to go deeper. I said last week, it's, it's unfortunate that tongues has been so misrepresented in the body of Christ. Uh, religion has really uh, exchanged the, the, the deeper for the cheaper. And so uh, I, I kind of get why a lot of people are, are um, a little hesitant when it comes to, 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 to praying in tongues because it's been so misrepresented. Maybe you've seen somebody do something really weird, you know, at a church. And, uh, they say, whoa, that was the Holy Ghost. Well, no, that wasn't the Holy Ghost. That was just you being weird, you see. <laughs> and, so, and so the Holy Ghost is, is really nothing weird. Uh, it's, it's not this, this, this thing where you, where you got to run all around the sanctuary and, and, and get into this emotional thing. No, guys, no, guys, no. You see, the Holy Spirit is there. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is there to take you into a deeper place in your walk with God, you see. And so remember, we want to ditch the cheaper. We want to go with the deeper. Amen. You guys ready for the deeper? Glory be to God. <laughs> uh, let's do one more thing before we get into these benefits. I want you to, uh, um, I want you to see, well, we don't really have to um, go to the scripture for that. Uh, I just want you to see uh, that sometimes people get it confused, uh, the, the, the heavenly prayer language, uh, praying in tongues, they get it confused with, uh, yeah, let's go there. Thank you, Lord. Just real quick, let's head to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verse 10. I want you to see this because sometimes people look at 1 Corinthians 12 and then they uh, they'll say, this is another uh, misconception. Uh, they'll say, well, praying in tongues is still for today, but it's not for everybody. In other words, maybe this is something you've heard, that praying in tongues is, is one of the sign gifts of the Holy Spirit, and it is not for everybody. But I want you to understand there is a distinction between praying in tongues as in your personal prayer language and uh, praying in tongues in a in a corporate setting, which is uh, what First Corinthians twelve is talking about. Look at this, First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve, uh, verse uh, verse ten. Uh, let's start in verse nine, just for for clarity here. Or actually, let's start in verse eight. <laughs> Glory be to God. Verse eight says, "For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit." Verse nine to another faith by the same spirit uh, that's not talking about the, the the regular faith that is imparted to you when you get born again, the measure of faith. Remember, Romans 12 uh, talks about us having the measure of faith. Uh, we'll actually look at that in a bit here tonight uh, when you get born again. Uh, in addition to that faith that you receive when you get born again, uh, there's also the, 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 the gift of faith from the Holy Spirit here, a special a uh, sign gift of faith. I want you to just see the distinction here. He says, to another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Verse 10, to another, the working of miracles. To another, diverse kind of tongues. That's what I want you to see. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Now, the tongues he's talking about here in 1 Corinthians 12 is talking about uh, uh, the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit being in operation in a corporate setting in the church. Uh, that's where a person might get up and might speak something in tongues to the congregation. And he says, when that happens, uh, there's always an interpretation that must follow. Uh, and I want you to understand that he says, and um, look at, uh, let's go down to verse 30. I uh, don't just see that. First Corinthians 12, verse 30, uh, he, uh, he says, in verse 30, he says, have all the gifts of healing 
And he says, do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Now, what's the answer to that question? You see, there's a lot of confusion about that sometimes. Because somebody says, well, uh, the answer is no, not everybody speaks with tongues. And so tongues is not for everybody. And I want you to understand that in this particular case, uh, the answer is no, it is not for everybody. But this is talking about the speaking in tongues in a corporate setting. This is talking about uh, the, the, uh, the tongues, uh, as I said, in the church, in a, in a corporate setting, spoken to the congregation, where it has to be followed by an interpretation. Uh, that's not for everybody. And so that's a different kind of tongues. But I want you to understand that there is a tongues, uh, a praying in tongues, uh, that is absolutely uh, for everybody. And that is uh, you praying in your, in your personal prayer language. Do you see the distinction between the two? Uh, you see, in other words, you're not necessarily all of you going to be called to go pray in tongues in a, in a corporate setting in the church. Uh, to the congregation, <laughs> uh, in, in which case there would have to be an interpretation that follows that uh, prayer of the Holy S in S uh, Spirit. Uh, but you see, but what you're called to do absolutely is to have your own personal prayer language, you see. Because when you pray in the Holy Spirit, just in your own personal prayer time, I want you to understand uh, you're talking to God, you see. It's you and God. And that is absolutely for everybody. That is absolutely for everybody. Uh, glory be to God. Uh, there's, a, there's a scripture I want you to see real quick. Uh, I wasn't planning on, on looking at it. I think it's, uh, it's um, well, I'm not quite sure where it is. I guess we'll look at it later. I wanted you to see because there's a scripture where Paul says um, to the Corinthians, um, I, I wish you all prayed in tongues. Uh, it's somewhere. We'll, we'll, we'll come across it. Um, you see, now if we were live and you'd be watching live, you could you could uh, post a comment in the in the chat and you could let me know. Uh, but we'll look at that later. Uh, let's let's get into these uh, ten benefits. Glory be to God. Uh, ten benefits of praying in your heavenly language. Uh, go to First Corinthians chapter fourteen, uh, and we'll start here in uh, in verse four. And uh, praise God. There's the scripture I was looking for. Is <laughs> actually verse five. Thank you, Lord. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5, Paul says to the Corinthians, I just want you to see that, he says, I would that ye all spake with tongues. And he says, but rather that you prophesied, uh, for greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh in, a, in, in, a, in an unknown tongue or with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. So that's what I want you to see. Uh, he, here he's talking about um, interpretation has to come uh, when you when you pray in a corporate setting. But what I want you to see, Paul is saying in the first part of that verse, he says, I would that you all spake with tongues. And you see, Paul is saying, guys, I want, I, I, I wish you all spake with other tongues. <laughs> is he? Um, and so it is absolutely for everybody. I want you to catch that. Um, praise God. Now let's, let's get into these uh, 10 benefits. Like I said, we won't cover them all uh, tonight, uh, but we'll get started. Um, and uh, glory be to God. It'll be awesome. Uh, and as I said last week, I might start teaching on this on the weekends as well. Uh, we'll finish the uh, Heart Knowledge of God series this uh, Sunday, and then we'll um, we'll see what the what the Lord will lead us to do on, on the weekends. Amen. But uh, let's get into this now. The the ten benefits that I want to cover with you guys. Uh, there's benefits, tremendous benefits that come when you pray in your heavenly uh, prayer language. And uh, the first benefit that comes with that 
is this. It is, number one, we edify ourselves. We edify ourselves. That word edify means we build ourselves up. We, we strengthen ourselves. Look at this here, 1 Corinthians uh, 14, verse 4. Uh, Paul says this. He says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. And so there's again uh, this thing, you know, he says, He that prophesieth edifies the church. He builds up the church. And we just looked at in verse 5. That's why in verse 5 he, he says, uh, Greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, meaning in a corporate setting in the church, uh, it's more beneficial to prophesy than it is to speak with other tongues. Uh, again, because if, if you say something in another tongue, other people are not going to understand what you're saying. And, and so, uh, you see, in a church service, everything is done for the edification of the church for the benefit of the whole, for the benefit of, of the congregation. You see, guys, if I were uh, to come here tonight and I'd sit here and all I did was I spoke to you in other tongues, uh, well, that would bless me because I would be edifying myself by praying in, in, in another tongue, but it wouldn't bless you, you see. Uh, you wouldn't receive any benefit uh, from that. And so this is why Paul says... Um, Look at verse 5 again. He says in verse 5, I would that you spake all that you all spake with tongues, but rather that you prophesied, for greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edification. You see, and so if you speak uh, in, in other tongues in a corporate setting, there has to be interpretation. But go back to verse 4. He says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. And remember what Paul earlier said. He said there's a time to pray in our understanding. There's a time to pray in the Spirit. And so he says when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're edifying yourself. Now, as I said, that word edify means to uh, strengthen. It means to encourage. It means to build ourselves up. Uh, it's, 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 it's really, uh, in a sense, it's like charging ourselves up. It's kind of like charging up a battery, <laughs> you see. And so what I want you to understand, when you pray in your heavenly prayer language, what you're doing is you are receiving strength. You see, you're receiving strength. You are literally uh, charging up your born-again spirit. You're, you're literally uh, uh, charging up yourself the way that you can charge your battery. And so, in other words, uh, sometimes people uh, have a difficult time walking according to the Word of God. Uh, they get caught up in, in their flesh. They get caught up in, in walking according to the, to the senses, get caught up in their emotions. And, and what I'm here to tell you is that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, glory be be to God, you are edifying your spirit. You're edifying, you're strengthening your spirit. You're charging up, glory to God, your spirit man. And what happens as a result? You find yourself throughout the day walking more in the spirit than you do in the flesh. You find yourself throughout the day having victory over stuff that before you may not have had victory over. Maybe before uh, you, you, you kept... Uh, uh, you know, you, you, you kept losing your temper in a certain situation. I want you to understand, guys, that when you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, you, you begin to strengthen your spirit. What happens is that strength that's now in your spirit, your, your spirit being charged up, will produce glory to God. It'll produce the fruits of the spirit in your life. And so in other words, you'll begin to have more peace. Uh, you'll, 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 you'll begin to 
uh, uh, walk more uh, according to who you are in Christ simply as a result of you receiving this edification. And so, and so that is a huge benefit that comes from praying in the Holy Spirit. We, we edify ourselves. We build ourselves up. We, we literally receive strength and encouragement from God when we pray in the Spirit. And guys, how many know we, we need to be, we need to have our spiritual batteries charged up. You see, in these last days, guys, we, we absolutely got to have uh, our, our spiritual batteries uh, charged up. You see, God is looking uh, for some people uh, who are willing to walk boldly in this world as who you have been called to be. As I said on Sunday, sometimes the only Bible uh, that somebody will read is you, is your life, you see. And so when you get in and when you encounter people throughout the day, uh, you 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 want to you want to be spiritually charged up, you see, uh, uh, so that you can so that you, when you when when people see you, glory to God, they don't <laughs> they don't see you in your flesh, but they see you uh, uh, radiating, praise God. They see you they see you radiating the glory of God. You see, but the only way you can do that is when you charge up your spirit, when you're walking more in the spirit. Than you are in the flesh. Praise God. If you understand that, say Amen. Now, uh, the second benefit, I love this. Uh, let's go to uh, Jude chapter 1, verse 20. Uh, Jude 1 20. Well, Jude is only one chapter. And uh, so go to Jude 20. Amen. Uh, which is uh, right before the book of Revelation. Uh, Jude uh, 20. The second benefit that comes from praying in your heavenly prayer language, and I want you to get this, guys. This is so huge. Uh, the second benefit is, is this, is we build ourselves up on our most holy faith. We build ourselves up on our most holy faith. Look what he says here in Jude 1.20. He says, But ye, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now when he says praying in the Holy Ghost, what he's talking about is is praying in your heavenly prayer language, praying in the Holy Ghost. Anytime that shows up in the New Testament, uh, the context is always uh, praying in your heavenly language, praying in the, in the Spirit. And so what he says is that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you are you're not only edifying yourself, you're not just charging up your spirit, man, you're actually, he says, building yourself up on your most holy faith. And so, this is why I said last week, guys, that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you want to understand, um, you may not understand with your, with your mind what it, what it is you're saying, but you want to understand, glory to God, you want to understand that what you're doing is still prayer. And guys, what do we do when we pray? What does Mark uh, eleven twenty three uh, say? He says, uh, he says, when you pray, pray believing that you receive and you shall have. That's the prayer of faith, right? And so what I'm saying is that when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, uh, you don't understand what you're saying, but it's still prayer. And so you want to make sure that you're releasing your faith for the very thing that you're praying. And, and he says, you're building yourself up, not uh, just on your faith, but on your most holy faith, 
And so what we do when we pray in the Holy Ghost is we release most holy faith. Glory to God. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.